Today, I had the great pleasure of talking to Stephen, a passionate personal trainer. And we got into what he loves about his clients and why their attitude is so important and the four pillars to optimum health. I really enjoyed talking to him. I hope you enjoy listening. And please do check him out. Hello, welcome to the David Watson podcast. Thank you very much. Good afternoon, evening, whatever time it is. I'm losing track track of days and times here, you know. It's right. When people watch this on YouTube or listen back to it on one of the audios, it it can be any time. Yeah, Yeah. it's amazing. Sometimes I get comments from people where they're listening to it. Well, it's amazing that anyone's even listening to it, to be fair. But, you know, they do. So it's good. So... Just to give people a quick introduction. You and I very briefly met uh, on Vinnie Shawman's breakthrough date, one of his breakthrough did, dates. Yeah. Um, and I, I did. say briefly, it's because actually once you're there, you don't tend to do a lot of mixing with people because it's a no, mistake. it's all about yourself. Isn't it? Once yeah. you're there, it's you know, uh, that's what you're there for. Sort mm-hmm. yourself out. Yeah, and it's. I mean, I loved it. It was. It was really good, and uh, I'd like to try I and do another one. I got a lot out of that day. Uh, I probably will get back to another one. Uh, I could. I should imagine. There's always something to work on, and yeah. once you've sort of like dug deep into one thing, you might go, you mind, you know, it likes to, you know, you did it with, you know, we did it together. So when you was in like, you thought you was going to go to a certain place, and you didn't end up going to that place. What you thought you was going to go back to, and that, like, well, like, and I think a lot of people got confused with that. Well, like, you know, putting their hands up, like, Mister Shawman, or you know, yeah, I didn't go back to where they went. They went, I can't help you with that. You know, that's you. I, you know, that's I mean, mind. I'm quite open about. Um... I'll be honest about the thing that I went back to because uh, do you know the five emotion things he did in the timeline? The only one, two stood out. I can't remember which part of the emotion was, but one was like a past life thing. I was in France, like in a Catholic church. And that was just like brief. And I was like, what the fuck was that? But the second, the, the, the one that stood out that was a real game changer to me was nothing I ever expected because I was expecting like, issues from my childhood with my dad or things like that and yeah yeah i got reminded of this memory of this girl who was a girlfriend when i was like 10 11 years old right All right this is what i mean right this is it just threw me completely and yeah, yeah. i i remember so we went to separate schools when we left primary school and we went to separate schools and secondary school and she kind of dumped me when we went to secondary school but it was like just you know, we were, what, 11, 10, 11 years old, or whatever it is when you start saying yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like you even dumped. You just stopped seeing each other because you go to different schools. And I bumped into this guy, and I remember his name. His name was Stephen, and I remember the girl's name was Sarah, but I'd, come, I'd forgotten about her for 40-odd years. And it suddenly come back, and he was like, yeah, that Sarah's telling everyone you can't kiss. That that was the memory that popped up as something that held me back. Yeah, and it's like... What 11-year-old does know how to kiss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just yeah. re- I remember being sat at that moment listening to this guy, coincidentally, this guy called Stephen, who, who was like, we must have been about 11 years old, and he was telling me about, and I felt really stupid, humiliated, and embarrassed. But, Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Really, like, what it, what it remembers and clings on to. Yeah, but, know. I mean, I, I probably forgot who that girl was by the time I was 20 years old. Yeah, but, but then fought... you still went back there. But you still went back there. I am forty-seven you know? years old, and I'm still holding on to that memory from when I was eleven. Yeah, I definitely went into some different places where I didn't think I was going to go. So, but on the way back, I already, on the way back, I drove. I drove there and back. Did you drive? Uh, yeah, because I'm I, based I, I down in I Salisbury did, in Wiltshire. Yeah, right. Well, I did, and I did bring someone with me, but and <laughs> uh, she was like, "Don't worry." Uh, I'll be, you know, I'll be quiet as a mouse on the way back. I'm really tired. I was on the way there. She was just talking away, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, just, you know, I'm like, just like, all right, tell me about everything. I'm like, I have been show them. She was telling me. But I, think, <laughs> but, and I, think, she, I think she was a little bit nervous. So she was probably just getting things off it. Like, I said, let's just relax. So on the way back, I was like, she was like oh, I'm, I'm tired, don't worry. So I thought, right, I'll have a good, good bit of thinking time. I don't mind a bit of motorway driving me sometimes. And you, just, you can get into your thoughts and you can have a good thing. And she just didn't start talking. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. All about hers, mate. She went back to like. So it took me, 
took me the next day, really. I really had a good thing the next day. I don't know. I think Vinny showed, uh, Vinny gave me a call the next day, actually, since I was feeling all, and actually I felt really good. Yeah. Uh, and I went, I'm still processing it all to be honest with you. Took me, I think it took me a few days to really sink into uh, and process everything. And yeah, I was bouncing, I was bouncing around for a, for a bit after that. Yeah, it definitely unraveled a few things for me. I mean, I've had I have, I see a therapist, a lady called Caroline Cabiner, and she does timeline therapy. But the way they do it is very different, and it's probably more likely because she does one to one. So it, it's kind of I'm not sure what it was that I experienced that was different because I've had massive insights with her. So I'd well, recommend it to anybody. Yeah, definitely, and I think that's really good that you chose to. Because some people, what I mean is. It's different. Everyone's different. Mm. I'm a different trainer to somebody else, and you might, you know. But we, we, we all say we're our strength conditioners, or we all say we're personal trainers. But we all we all got our separate and our little ways of doing things. Uh, Nothing. It doesn't mean it's wrong, or it doesn't mean he's better, she's better. Just like what you get out of me is what you, is what I'm going to put into you, and this is the way I'm going to do it. So, you know, you like you said, then you got a different experience because the two different people putting their own experiences into what they're good at. I also realised as well afterwards that possibly one of the reasons I got a different experience is because I'd already done some of it. So well, that's, I, the, that's the reason I want to go back. Yeah, you know, uh, and and see what happens. And uh, yeah, because I definitely sorted it out. With what the at, at that time, or will I go back to the same place? Yeah, that'd be quite weird, actually. I mean, quite uh, thing to find out that will I go back to the same place or will I go somewhere different? You know, and and obviously. The difference when I'm with Caroline um, is you're focused on a, a specific thing that you want to work on anyway. So again, whereas with Vinny, it's, it's a group setting. So it's just like, this is where I'm going to take you. And you, yeah, make, yeah, you yeah. make of that what you will. So imagine if you focused on something and you're getting some time on therapy, then you're, you're already thinking about it and you're going to go back there. Uh, but with Vinny, like, we opened our mind, like that outer experience floating out your body, going up to the ceiling, yeah. coming back down. I think that opened, that got us going, and then we went in, oof, get down into that point, and then you were just like, I was just shot, and I was just like, going through the time, I was like flying through everywhere, and then, and then I sort of went somewhere, and I went, oof, and I went somewhere else straight after as well. Yeah. Uh, really, really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that to give people some background is how Steve and I actually briefly met each other, which is what made me start following you on Instagram and what made me reach out to you. Yeah. And. Like it is often I do on Instagram, I start following people and then just to see what they're up to. And but I become fascinated. And like a good example is like today you posted something, um, you were doing an assessment with a fighter that you're training called Sammy. Yeah, yeah. And I'll let you take over what you were doing. Uh, so with Sammy, she's I'm with anyone really, within any fighter, but people think I just train fighters and it's not about that. I would probably do this with what I've started doing now over over years of doing what I do is actually do this anyway now, but before I wouldn't do. But yeah, it was all about balance and looking to see where her strengths were, basically, and then her weaknesses. And uh, and you can always get from sort of like the sort of workouts that you put people through from hopping, one leg, side lateral jumps, bounces, how far they can jump, you know. You can look at a little bit of fitness, what they can get out of an 800 meter sprint uh, on a rower, I think. And then looking at the core and the balance and the coordination, uh, because they're like they're sort of like motor skills where you can work on, you can you can improve someone's strength, and improve someone's fitness. Uh, but looking at trying to improve motor skills, it takes a lot, a little bit longer. So when they come to you with a fight camp, and they're like, right. About six weeks, I'm like, whoa, we, we could have done with about 12 here, yeah. you know, right? Because we, we, we're not just looking at weights here because you can't even balance, you can't stand on one leg, uh, but you want you want to throw 70 kilos above your head, you know. So I I look at I look at that first, and and if they're not ready to do that, then we then we don't. Well, I don't anyway. I just say you know, because people look around nowadays and. Social media and Instagram, there's so many videos on there. And people go, wow, I want to do that. Or people do workouts. And I don't even really think that they know what they're doing. Yeah. I, I just think they've seen something and they're just, take, and they're just trying to mimic it. Uh, and, and I think some trainers are like that as well. Like they, they see things and they, they might not even really know 
you know, everyone's got a bit of a niche, and then and people stick should be sticking to those niches and then working on them, uh, or keep improving yourselves, like I've done over the years, and keep improving myself, and you can you can keep working on it. Uh, so I don't do anything that I don't really know what I'm doing, but I should imagine there's a few people out there that do. So yeah, it was all about looking at a balance and a coordination and an agility and a strength, body weight movement. Can she do a pull up? Can she do a dip? You know. Uh, people say they want to get stronger and it's not all about throwing weights around it, you know if you can't if you can pull yourself up 10 times and, and you can pull yourself up before then you've definitely got you've got body weight stronger uh, and when it comes to fighting it's not really about weights because if you can move your body and throw your body around it's all about technique you know I I leave that I leave that to somebody else because that's their expertise and they'll go to somebody else and learn all the technique uh, I'm just going to get them into that good shape so we had a good start. She had really good, uh, some really good positives come out of that one session. I said to her straight away, I love your bounce and love your agility. Uh, you've got great core uh, work and you just, it's, we've got some things that we need to work on. We know that straight away now. So, Yeah, I was going to say, her like bunny hops, like, those bunny hop jumps she was doing, she looked good. It's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, of, she like, looked but, really strong. Looked really strong. and you can, So you saw that straight away. So obviously I, yeah. I saw that. And, but you can also see, if I had another video, I could show you. You'd, you'd see someone landing. Or you'd see landing and then sort of like landing with one foot first. Yeah. Or landing and then landing and then sort of like like shimmering to one side, lost the balance, and then they'd go again. And so, and I've had people like that. Honestly, I've had people that have jumped and then they've nearly fell over. Uh, yeah, because I noticed when she was jumping, there was really good symmetry. And just for the record, I'm not a PT, I'm a therapist. It's just, I'm yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm that, that's why I never post my workouts. I don't want someone yeah. to copy me because I'm not a qualified PT. So my workouts yeah. are very specific to my to my how I'm feeling on yeah. the day. And I don't want people copying me because I'm not qualified in that area. And I like to stay in my own lane. You know, I can deal with yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. If you've got a mental problem or you want some mental coaching, yeah, yeah I, I can do I that. Don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with you posting your workout. If people want to copy it, and that's, you know, but I mean, you can, it's all about, do you, some people post workouts because it makes them feel better. Yeah, but no. you, do you know what I mean? It's, it's like you were saying it's, uh, earlier, it's, it's people sometimes post things when they don't really know what they're talking about. And yeah. I'm comfortable um, to say to you as a PT, this is what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And I will listen yeah. to any feedback about why that's beneficial or what about this. But I don't feel it's my place to say, you should do this because of X, Y, and Z. Like I would if I was yeah. cognitively or mentally coaching somebody. Yeah. yeah. So I've just had... Uh, Liam started his fight camp today. That's well, Liam uh, Harrison, isn't it? Liam, Liam Harrison. Yeah. Uh, so he's been today. Even though he's been coming over the last few weeks. So he's, he's, we've just been working on doing loads of like out of season stuff that nobody sees. Just really horrible. Just like getting fit, really. Uh, and then. So would that involve sledges well. and slam balls? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I noticed they're a favourite of yours as well. Yeah, I love I love all that. Uh, yeah, I do. We've just we've just we've what it is is we didn't put pressure on ourselves. He started early because sometimes he comes in, he goes, he gives he always gives himself ten to eight weeks. So and because of no fights and nothing happening, he's just he's he's been coming in over the last few weeks. So we just said, look, let's not put any pressure on ourselves, but let's just train hard and let's just do what we fancy doing, uh, knowing that when we do train hard, we've got to switch it on. So he came in today and I did exactly the same thing as I did with Summit. I, and I do that with everybody, just because I've already seen them. Mm. Well, I've got to look. I've got to. We've got to start again, and I've got that. They might have an injury, uh, so just because of all, they might have four camps a year, but I'll still start with this at the yeah. beginning of every camp because they might get injured and they'll come back and I'll, and I'm like, why are you jumping like that? You didn't jump like that before, or why are you landing like that, or why can't you jump higher now? What's going on? And things aren't firing, and things are things are switching right or things that are firing right and things that like need looking at that way uh, and then so you can pick things out so that's always a, it's always a good test is that so just to give people some reference Liam Harrison is is he eight times Muay Thai world champion he's an eight time world champion Muay Thai yeah. fighter yeah yeah uh, who's Vinny keeps yeah. reminding us has been on the Joe Rogan podcast he's been on Joe Rogan yeah how many times did he say four yeah. times I think well, yeah. Liam was Liam came over, didn't he? Liam came over to the yeah, yeah. finish off. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to say hello. Do you know what I mean? So he's just um, I came over to finish on Monday. So yeah, he's, he fights on one championship. Uh, so he's got a fight in eight weeks now, which will be in Singapore. So oh, you know, and he and he, and he sees other various people, boxing guys, and he, uh, 
be seated of a guy called Matheson Wallstrom conditioning training because he specializes in, in more of like the weighted stuff uh, yeah. and other planetary things as well. Uh, but yeah, and it, so it's sort of like varies his training around. There's a lad, I've forgotten his name, that I see you post about quite often. He's tall, looks tall and skinny with sort of longish black dark hair. And one of the favourite workouts I've seen you do with him is slam ball onto a box jump. And I'm just like, that's oh. going to hurt. Shane, Shane Faxon, he's Could, a fighter. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a fight in, well, he's fighting on Andy Alson's show in, a, in a, about six, no, about weeks or something. So, uh, how did you get involved with the fighters then? So, uh, yeah, you know what? It, it goes back that long, you sometimes forget. So, I was mates with Andy Alson. Uh, I was just working in a gym and I had my sort of like a, my own past. You know, I've been a rugby, professional rugby player for 10 years prior to this. So, from 1997, from being 16 to 26, I was a professional rugby player. And, uh, and then I, I went into a gym and then I, I knew Andy and he came down and started doing some training sessions with me because he was fighting and he just came down and then he, and he just said, you know what, mate, like, you, you should come and do a class for us at back from me. Because I used to, at that time when I first started off, as many personal trainers probably do, you start off doing a lot of classes just to try and get a client base, yeah. you know, and the more classes you can do and, you, and people love your classes and you've got a good vibe and, and people go, oh, do you do personal training? I'm like, oh yeah, I do. Yeah, so, as it, it goes. goes yeah, as it goes, I've got a card in my pocket. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and I got a special offer on the back. It's up to me tonight. And it starts tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and it just rolls like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so and he goes, it should, it should get us. I'll get you. Should, you come, come down. Anyway, because I do a class on a Tuesday night. He goes, come down and join in with me, and we'll make it into. I'll I'll split the class. I'll do you do some fitness and quote and all your sort of stuff. And then I'll do the pad work and then we'll swap them over. And we were like, well, that's a good idea. And we thought, right, we started calling it like CrossFit Thai. And yeah. we, we started making all these names up on Facebook, like you do. And people were like, oh, what's this? And lots of people coming down. People were brilliant. And then he just went, right. And and he's like, well, I can't remember the reason now, but it was like, right, I'm not doing this class anymore. You can just do it, Steve. It, it, probably someone else will come up on it. We'll do PTs or something off, like whatever. <clears throat> They sorted out with Richard Smith. He went, Richard, Steve's going to tie on being classic. And Richard went, oh, all right. Richard being Richard is just proper laid back. Yeah. All right. You know, isn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Oh, so I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So the next minute, I'm, I'm in a bag company gym, probably the best uh, motor gym in the country. And I've got all these elite fighters and other people. And they're just like, you know, they're looking at me for me to put them through a good workout. I was like, right, so I just used to make it ridiculous. Tuesday night, so I would, it was known as just a ridiculous night. You know, it, it was, we just used to do some ridiculous workouts. Uh, you know, 300 burpees all together. Yeah, so we just used to do some crazy stuff. Uh, but it, and then we had music in the background, up by, and people were just coming in, and even non-fighters were coming down. We were bringing the mates down, just, just to get a fit class. Yeah. But we made it. Made, I made it into like a, a multi fitness, so we always did things related around, you know, like if you're doing a squat, you, you do a squat, throw your knee through so you can balance on one leg, go back down to the floor, drive up into one. So we were working it around moves. Uh, so, and then it went from there. So I think I've been there now. I've been there eight years. But do you have, um, I take it the workouts are still just as brutal? Yeah, just, that's, that's the thing, like, you forget, you, if I'd have wrote down, I said to Liam Harrison today, actually, we've been trained together for eight, eight years plus. Uh, so when I first got to basketball, he, he was like straight on, he said, oh, I'm gonna, I want to do something with you. We started it from there. And uh, we said to, I said today, I said, if we wrote, we wrote down every session we have done, We'd be, some, we'd, we'd, we'd be able to sell that book anyway. Yeah. As like, imagine selling like this is the, a fight camp training schedule. But the, the you know, I've been training for eight years. I believe he has four fights a year, sometimes more. Uh, sometimes Mike pull out, he's got to start again. So nutrition advice, movement, what we've done for power, sprint, speed stuff, Sunday sessions, class work, like putting it all together in in, in a book. Like, it'd be priceless, that, you know. So when's that book coming out then? 
<laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. yeah so I'm, saying, I'm about what, to start taking what, notes for you. What, 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 what I'm going to do is, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to stick it on this here, the minus. Uh, that is going to be on there, plus, plus much more. Well, that's a nice little segue, actually, because that's one of the reasons I reached out to you, because you are launching the Midas. The Midas. Uh, that was slick, Midas, that yeah, was, so wasn't it, the way I slid, slid into that? Yeah, it went straight in there. I love it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, so the Midas is based around, if people know the Midas story, uh, obviously, it's like the golden touch. Like, yeah. It, uh, we want you to get the best. We want whoever comes in on, whoever links into the Midas gets the best, gets the best of everything, the best knowledge, gets the, gets everything out of it, makes them feel the best and everything else. And uh, it's also, that that is the Reiki star, which means prosperity and things like that. So there's a, you know, and then you've got the health health and wellness with the Reiki star and, feeling, and getting the best out of it. So we've sort of combined a lot of things together to make it, you know, we haven't just made a name up. Uh, and it's built around four pillars. So I always say, like, us now as human beings, you know, we've got, if we have four pillars, or if you have four pillars to hold you up, and you were, and their main four pillars would be nutrition, movement, and in this order as well, exercise, and mindful, and mindset, mindfulness. Those are the four pillars that hold anything up. And if one of those four pillars sort of like, you know, sort of like gives way breaks, then they all they all sort of give way in the end. You know, uh, it's sort of like a domino effect. So you've got to get you've got to get each one nice and strong. And if it's sort of crumbled, really, you have to start. You have to knock it down and start back from giving again, yeah. giving again. In most places, and obviously probably what you do as well in, in your job, David. It's like, you know, you've got to you've got to set, pull everything out, go right down to the roots of things, and then build it back up nice and strong. Yeah, I talked to, actually, I was revisiting this with somebody that I was coaching this morning, is because one of the primary things I focus on is you have to, you know, like everybody's like, well, this is what I want to do, this is who I want to be, this is where I want to be. So, like, right, great, let's get all of that down so we can then deconstruct how that person would get there. Do you know what I mean? So who, who do you want to be 10 years from now? Right? Not how do you want to get there, who do you want to be, what does that life look like? And yeah, yeah. one of the key things I ask people to, uh, to answer is, what values does that person have? Because if they don't match up with the values you have today as a person, you're not going to get there. You have to identify what your personal, like whether it's your, you know, if, if this was a car, if this was a brand, what, what is that brand? What's its integrity? Yeah. What's its meaning? You know, like the Midas, the Midas has four pillars. You know, that, that's the fundamental core, the foundations that will hold it up, what those four pillars are and why they're independently important. But without all of them, you don't have anything. And yeah. I, I get people to work on what your values, because once you understand what those values are, you will actually put in boundaries to protect them, as long as you understand why they're important to you. Yeah. And that then gives you a platform, like you say, you have to start at the beginning. Now, who, what or who is this person that you want to be 10 years from now so what would their rituals, routines and habits be right, let's deconstruct that and find a starting place yeah, and, it. and it, it, it sounds like, like people try to want to overcomplicate these things it's like no Every, you know, if you take well, Liam Harrison right, 8 times world champion there's a blueprint to his training schedule anybody could copy it yeah it's, yeah, yeah. like you said then it's it, we spoke about uh, overcomplicating things and making things look mm. like I see some workouts now where you've probably you've probably seen them as well. You know these Instagrammers when they want to just it's all about followers. <laughs> and they'll make they'll make a workout extremely difficult, dangerous, uh, pointless. Uh, probably not getting out out of it except just looking like getting getting an injury. Yeah, and you could, and and then just to get like wow, like you know, let let's just say, I can't even. I've seen I've seen so many stupid things oh. like just so many stupid jumping onto a wall with dumbbells and then doing squat presses off a wall, yeah. and then jumping off the wall with forty kilo dumbbells. You know, not like you're gonna buckle your knee or smash your ankle to pieces. Yeah, you know. And then the walk, then they'll jump in water and walk through water with them all. And I'm just like, okay, what is that doing? Why can't you do that? But in this way. But I, I, you say like, like you say, you'll see somebody come up with something where, you know, like they'll 
jump onto something holding dumbbells or jump off something. And I'll say, oh, great. Do me a favor. Drop all the weights, close your eyes and stand on one leg and move your leg around for me. Yeah, true, yeah. And you remove yeah, yeah. that that visual stimulus and they fall flat on their ass. It's like, right, well, great. Yeah. What do those dumbbells jumping on a wall do for you? I'd say what I do a lot of now is movement. I do a lot of yeah. movement and I do a lot of stretching. And uh, believe it or not, it's weird how I've actually gone back in time. I've gone right back to being a baby and I sit in this baby squat fetus position. So yeah. basically you're just doing a deep squat. As you do when you've had kids, I mean, anyone who knows had kids or seen kids, and they'll they'll sit in front of the TV or they'll sit and they'll sit in that deep squat position and mm. they just sit there all day and they're, they're always reaching for stuff. And I've ended up I've ended up going back into going back and, and going back into these movements that mm. I did as a kid to try and improve myself again. Because of course, as you've got older, you know we've got more stiff. Yeah, uh, we've 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 got we've lost pathways, signals that aren't firing, so we're not moving as good. And then we end up like, and that's and that's how we stop moving, really. You know. Oh, definitely. I don't think we get old. I don't. Think we get old. No, I, think I don't. I think I think that's just a number. I think we actually stop moving because of how much we've done over the years, and we've just lost pathways, got stiff, things aren't firing properly, and then you lose your movement. And once you lose movement, if you don't if you don't work at it, like if you don't work at anything, if you don't work at your mind, if you don't work, you know, trying to figure things out, then it's not going to get better. So it only gets worse. Uh, I always say, like, when you look back, you know, if you go to these other countries like the Philippines or Thailand, they crouch down the side of the road and they're all, might be smoking like playing cards or cooking, squatting in a squat position. They're like that all day. Yeah. And then, you know, and they can move all over. We, we get to about whatever age and go, hey, uh, I can't move anymore. Can I have a wheelchair? Someone will push me. Cheers. Well, uh, and they just I, give up. I'll see people go to a chiropractor. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not dissing anybody in any way, shape, or form to get their back adjusted every um, once a month, but they won't do a mobility drill. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a simple, yeah. you know, yeah. just like like you said, one of the first things I do every day, um, whether I'm at work or not, is that squat that you're talking about. I'll try and sit in that squat position for about two minutes. And a bit of hanging as well. Just get the hanging in and get that squat, deep squatting. You can put those into your daily routine. The other thing I do every day as well is, um, and it was actually you that got me back on it, watching yours, is because I, f- I used to do them all the time and then forgot to do them, is um, single leg, oh, I've forgotten them now. Glow, glow activations. Yeah, yeah. But the ones where you, why have I suddenly forgotten what I do every day? Um, so I do that sit squat first. I do that squat first, and I try and hold that. And then you lay it on your back with your leg in the air driving up. I do first. that when I'm working. When I do workouts, uh, my morning workouts. That's part of my um, warm up before I do anything. Um, no, the one where you do like a, a single leg deadlift, deadlift, but with no weights. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. And th- th- I do that and that squat every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just for that, like, right, get everything moving. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've got, we've got to realize we uh, as we get as we get old as we get older. Or as we're getting more busier, because we're wanting to get somewhere in life, so we, we're pushing ourselves more. You know, comes other things like, like lack of sleep and more stress, because you want it to achieve something. So you're always working hard, and you and you saying like, oh, once I get there, I'll come. You know, like me at the minute, I'm trying to, you know, I'm running my own, I'm running a business anyway. Uh, I'm looking to get a house. I got I got engaged at the beginning of the year. Uh, so we're going to be getting married like next year. I'm, and then I'm, you know, I'm really, really close to launching the, the Midas, which will be coming in a few months. But combining all this together, and then, and then at the weekend I was down at a show watching a couple of fighters at uh, the uh, showdown, Brian Calder's show. And yeah, there's always something to do on a weekend. And then I'm still trying to get out to walk on the weekend because that keeps me going. That keeps me able to do what I'm doing right now. You know, mm. uh, I can so s- no, so, so so sometimes you've got to look like right, I'm I'm working this hard, so you, you know what's gonna what's gonna happen, uh, and if you are getting poor sleep, and then you're gonna get tired. So you've got to keep looking after yourself with movement and mobility and things like that. And it's just something that we take for granted. Like we got, sometimes I say don't go to the gym. If you do go to the gym, but instead of doing a gym session, do a movement session. And just look at them like a daft. Mm-hmm. We go. Uh, I haven't got a gym to do that. Well, 
why not? But you'll go to the gym to tighten your muscles up even more. That's going to cause you a serious injury, or or just stiffen you up even more so you can't move. Right? We all we all have this image of an out, of an outer frame, don't we? We all look at this outer frame, yeah. and it's all that that we look at. And if if that doesn't look good, if that's not good, then we're not good. But it should be the other way around. Like inside, should be feeling good. I, you know. I uh, at the minute probably I'm in the best year I'm fit I'm in the best year ever no but inside is like I'm moving great ability uh, and agility is great that's thinking great so really I'm on point with everything yeah I can the, the hour later I can work on that that can come like that once I get going yeah I'm this yeah like I'm the same I um, in terms of my mobility and agility I'm probably as good as I've ever been in terms of my weight I'm about two stone over my best. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but can I do a workout? Yeah, yeah, I can. Am I more well, mobile than I've been in probably ten or fifteen years? Definitely. Because because the hour layer can get fixed within six weeks. Really, if you think about it, a six-week intense workout. If your inner, if your other layers are working fine, you know, your your nervous system switched on, your skeletal system is brilliant. You you know, your 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 brain's thinking, your blood, and everything else, your movement and agility. But then you'd be like. Wow, I'm I can smash six weeks of training now, and let's just go for it. Or can't move good, can't really squat. I've got a bad back, uh, not sleeping good, heads all over the place. What? And you and you're thinking about working on your muscles and getting a bigger bicep. Uh, yeah, you know. but that's true because, yeah. like I said, it was when I started watching a lot of your videos on glute activations, and I was just like, and I was looking at my own gym programs, and I was just like, oh, hang on a second, I don't. I haven't got any of these in my in my workouts. I haven't got any of these in my warm-ups. And there's something I used to be really religious about. But, like, you kind of think... I was honestly in a place where I thought I was still doing them. And then yeah. when I started trying to do just simple things like glute bridges and single glute bridges, single leg glute bridges, I was just like, oh, shit, I'm in a bad nope. bad place. But stuck with it, a week later, yeah. no, more, no more stiff back. So people can do a squat and can do a deadlift and and just because you do it doesn't mean that you're actually firing anywhere but you can still do that movement doesn't mean that the glutes are firing which they should be doing mm. uh so like you said the reason the ways to there's ways to figure out how they're firing and that's by doing glute bridges and uh getting into a bridge with and getting into a bridge and then laying a laying a bar across your hips yeah right and if you can see one dip one side Oh. That's the side that's not firing because it's not it's not up it's not holding it up. Or when a weight comes on it, it sort of like dips into it. It's not firing to kick it in to hold it. So, so you know these little things that you've got to look at. Uh, you know you can still be doing a squat of hundred and whatever you want to lift hmm. weight. I don't look at big weights anymore. Uh, it's not really my thing. I just love it. You know I'd love eight sixty eighty hundred kilos getting some deep squats in there. But anything other than that, I don't look at big weights because it's. Uh, it's not about that for me anymore, but it's it's all about what makes people happy anyway. Yeah, I mean, I like if I was back in a proper gym, I would probably return to a more bodybuilding type structure to my workouts. Um, but because I just, I'm probably going to stick with the garden because I just like the mentality of it's a shitty as sad, as, bad, as sad as it sounds. It's there's part of it is just the arrogance of it's a shitty day. It's minus two. It's pissing down with rain, and I really hate this. So I'm going to go out yeah. there and make myself miserable just to prove a point. Yeah, you're going to make yourself accountable, aren't you? You're going to make yeah, yourself accountable just, uh, for that session. There's part of it is just battling the elements. Is it's more some of the things I do to people. Honestly, like I train a lot of people, and some of them are like even when I'm not training them, I make them accountable. So like mm. it's like it's are you up on a Wednesday morning? They're not training me on a Wednesday, but what are you doing this morning? Yeah. And this is like, I send it over at six o'clock in the morning. And they were like, oh, uh, yeah, just getting up. I'm going to go for a run. But they told me that the day before that there was. But I'm just like making sure, just making them accountable. Like, okay, yeah. you said you're going to go for a run. Are you going for a run? Uh, but yeah, it's, but going back to getting things firing, like I said, it's, we don't, sometimes we don't realise that, or people don't realise that they can still do it. They can be running. And they can mm. be running. You know, they can be hitting pads. So hitting pads for TIE fighters uh, or boxers or anything like that, but mm. TIE fighters that are throwing kicks, they're kicking with their right, le right, their right leg. So their left leg's got to hold their body up. If that glute ain't firing, 
that is such a weak point yeah. of like throwing power. Uh, so going back to things like that is what I'm trying to do. It, and I've learned that along the way because when I first started off, like I said, you, you know, you, you, you're not making mistakes, but you're not, you're not thinking like that. And now I look at when someone comes to train with me, if they're a rower, I row, right, let's look at rowing action and let's look at the what you need to do. You know, it's all about your rear delts and your run boys and pulling back, strong core, pulling things towards you. All right, you're driving that way, but you're pulling a lot of things back as well. So we've got to be looking at like that sort of movement. Uh, so like anything pushing up above their heads, they don't really need that. But they, they're throwing forward and throwing backwards. Uh, footballers, rugby players, you know, I always look at like what the sport is and how we can and how I can work around it. No, I agree because it's like a, it was interesting for me because I would, even though I said like earlier, I, I, I'm not qualified PT in any way, shape or form. I've always considered myself to have a good rounded knowledge of you know basic fundamentals. And then, like I said, I was watching you, what you were getting your guys to do. And I was just like, hang on a second, when was the last time I'd put that into my own workouts? And when, like, you know, because I was still, if you'd have asked me, I'd have said, yeah, oh, yeah, I do all my core work. I do all my glute activations and all of that. But when I was writing down my, my gym work, I was like, see, where is that? And I was like, oh, yeah. And, and I'd stopped yeah. without even realising I'd stopped. And what I'd done is I'd believed that I was incorporating them with things like walking lunges or squats and stuff like that. So it's like, no, no, yeah. no, you've jumped a gear. You've tried yeah. to pull away in second or third gear. Where's That's the it. first gear stuff? So yeah, I, like, yeah, yeah. I completely rebuilt my workout around starting with my glutes, with squats. Well, and the thing called dead butt syndrome as well. Uh, yeah. Well, it's the same sort of thing. Uh, so that means there's no activation in the glute whatsoever. It's dead. Mm. You know, there's no... So what happens is you get a tight hip flexors and they tighten up. And then the sort of like you sort of like your glute, your glute muscles sort of like lengthening, strength, lengthening, in uh, lengthen out, which then makes them more deactivated and less likely to even to contract because they're just they're just pulled and they're, they're at this long length and they're just hanging there like there's yeah. no happening in between. They, you know they need to come back in, keep nice and tight, and then like I say, just switching on every time it's doing something. So I'd advise anyone, doesn't matter what you're doing, walking running you know in the gym especially if you're doing deadlifts and squats and you want to do some lunges and you want to improve on things even your core uh is to look at your activations you know are your hamstrings firing yeah are, are your glutes firing you know is that are things firing uh and have a look at things like that well because this is like i said this is what made me rewrite my entire program it's because i realized like i said in, i was trying to pull away every every workout in second gear and he's just like, no, no, you're not, you're not just ticking the, you know, you're not sort of like uh, crossing your T's and dotting your I's and making sure that before you start, you know, it's okay warming up and having a stretch, but I wasn't in something you were saying earlier, and I should know better because I work in head injury rehabilitation. I wasn't making yeah. sure that cognitively I was engaged in my, in what I was trying to achieve, right from the off. It's just like, and it's trying to get people to understand that in anything you're trying to do is before you try and shoot off down the road to do something, have you stopped to say, right, is everything fired up? Is everything functioning? And have you isolated it to check and make sure? Because you can have a weakness and not, and everything else will compensate for it until that then decides, no, enough's enough, mate. I think, that... Yeah, and I think this day and age now, and we're all susceptible to it, and I have been in the past and, you know, and you said you have because that's why you've rewritten things. But we tend to say we haven't got time to do things like this. Yeah. You know, because it's time consuming and it's, it takes about five minutes to get it all done, really. Yeah. But we're always in a rush, especially when we're driving to the gym. And then, you know, oh, you wanted to get on a machine at the gym and it and and it's busy when you get there and you notice it's free and you think, oh, I need to get on that now because I mean, if I don't get on that now, I won't get on it. And then you start going, oh, I'll start my session anyway. And you're into your session. So and it just rolls like that, just like silly little things like you said. Like why don't why don't we stretch much? Why don't we? Because it's like we, we, we can't. We think putting it into our daily routine is gonna sort of like lengthen our day by hours. Mm. <laughs> and it, you know, 
It's an extra 10 minutes of our life on a morning, 10 minutes on an evening, which could improve you by massive amounts. Uh, but we're always rushing. We're always tired. So we're always putting something in. We're always putting, we're always putting a blame to something while we can't do something else. Yeah. But I find that as well. You say to somebody like, and this to me applies to all aspects of people's life, is you'll say to somebody, do some mobility drills and stretching for 10, 20 minutes before you start a workout. And they'll say like, oh, I haven't got time. Yeah, but if, if you're not doing the basic fundamentals correctly, you can't be getting the most out of the workout to start with. So, yeah. you know, so it's like, do that. And you might find that hour you have left over, the hour, 10 minutes you have to work out. You can go a lot harder and much more intensely. But also, yeah. because you've taken the time to engage mentally with the activity that you're doing that will carry over into any weights you go and lift or any drills you carry out and if you're not doing that to start with you can't be applying the same levels of engagement cognitively with what you're trying to achieve it's it's funny how sometimes i have people come to me and they're like uh so what do you want to what do you want to get out of these sessions oh they'll be like right i want to get fit and strong (laughs) you know you know yeah. yeah okay but i just want to get fit and strong mate that's what i want to do okay so anyway once the first session and i'll do something totally out there comfort zone i'm looking at like what i did with something you know i'll look at a things firing uh movement can the squat they want to they they're in back of their minds they're thinking they're coming in for the first session doing 200 kilo back squat or something mm. and i'm and i'm getting them doing a back squat with nothing on at all or just the bar so they look at me and go, what are you doing? I, I, I want to get strong. And I'm like, everybody always wants to get somewhere very fast. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, I, we're going to get there, but we're going to get there better and in a safer way. I'm making sure that like, if we do these now, we can move forward very, in a good, in a good, in, like in a good pace. Or if I miss this out, and we have a couple of sessions and then the third session and you sort of like injure yourself and it's probably because you haven't been able to get into a deep squat and then you've pulled something or you've something's collapsed, something haven't fired properly. So no, it's all about safety as well, really. But people don't see that in training because they see that as time wasting because they're not there doing lifting weights. I'm like, but this is better than lifting weights because this is making sure that you can lift a weight, you know? I, uh, yeah, I do. Don't, don't see that. Because, I mean, I've, I recently just purchased a sandbag, like a round one. Like a, oh, yeah. like a strongman one. And it only takes 50 kilos. It's like the lightest you can get, right? Yeah. Right. Good, that. Yeah. Well, I've only, even though I've got a sore neck, it, and it, I've started trying to lift it. And I can get it up, and I can get it over my shoulder and drop it behind me. But I can only do a couple. And it's like, yeah. hang on, this is only 50 kilos. Be, you can't manhandle it like a barbell. It's not like a dumbbell. Oh, you got to get round yeah. it and it move it. So that's all that. Yeah, you've got of, to grip it and you've got to try and, like, it just doesn't yeah. just doesn't do anything to work in your favour, but it's 50 kilos. And, like, yeah. part of you is like, shit, how unfit have I got? And it's like, no, no, you've just made something simple more difficult, you know, by yeah, just yeah, changing yeah. The, the texture of what you're doing instead of trying to lift it, you know, like, it can well, use... I was just, just going to say, you know, if you said to somebody, well, here's, here's a barbell, go and do a 50-kilogram squat, They'll laugh at you. Well, I'll give you a 50-kilogram sandbag and you carry it on one shoulder and try and do a squat. And then come yeah. back to me and tell me if that's difficult or not. And what I what I try and do as well is something like that, like you say, and I like to shock the body and I like to do mm. different things to the body. So I'll do a deadlift with 20-kilo plate one side and nothing on the other yeah. on a bar. On a bar. Mm. The opposite of the bar is like this. So you've got to bring it back down using one side of your body to, co- to bring that back in. So one side's really fine, holding this, balancing that weight out. One side's really holding it. Mm. And then you've got to do a squat. You've got to do a symmetrical squat. And you'll find like you're leaning to one side first. And then, so then what's happening is you're splitting your body in half and one side's sort of like squeezing to balance the other side out and the other side's just holding that to switch to balance that out. And then you change it round. And people are like, wow, why is that so hard? We don't do that, and, and it's a different workout. And the body, and then, but it's also it's. I just love doing things like that. I love shocking the body, changing yeah. the workout. I'm bored of just doing, and we don't need to do the same things all the time. You just, you know, if you do a squat, do a squat, do a squat with one plate on one side and not on the other. See how that goes for you. 
I used and to do uh, a mobility drill and a warm up drill with an overhead bar, no weights, right? But I'd get kettlebells at different weights and attach them with resistance bands to either side. Brilliant. Right? Brilliant. And then hold it. Up, yeah, you've got to hold it above your shoulders, right? And people's like, well, how hard is that? And so I was like, well, you've got two problems. If you go fast, if you do, if you do it too quickly, the kettlebells swing and they're different weights. So your shoulders have to yeah, work yeah. harder. And the only way you're going to slow that swing down is to the walking lunge slowly, which then makes the legs hurt more. And you, do you know what I mean? And people, it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. kills people. And but and yeah. you're not you're not talking like people. I'll put the eighteen kilogram. No, you don't need it, mate. You need a couple of six, yeah. a six kilogram and a four kilogram, or a six and an eight. You don't you don't yeah. need nothing big on that. You know. And you see them; we... they're all over the place, wobbling like they're on a boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that goes back to like I said about what people are wanting to get out of training. It, it, a lot of most training people nowadays, most training regimes are. It's everybody's looking at that outer layer. Going, wow, he looks. He looks great. He he looks good. He looks strong, but deep down inside, it might be weak. You know, it could be at the weakest core. His bones could be really, really deteriorated. His ligaments and tendons are probably not really attached that well. Let's put it that yeah. way. Probably because of all the stuff that has been put in bodies to try and get into that shape in the first place, or whatever. Like I say, everybody just looks at the outer shell, and you know, it's all about inside and making that so strong that yeah, like we we can get into that outer shell. We can we can improve on that, but that's the hardest bit to improve on inside. And once you can get that strong, everything else stays strong. You know, it does. And I'm just getting conscious of time, so I just wanted to ask you, when in an ideal world, what sort of what do you like clients to come to you with? Well, good question. Uh, you know what? For me now, a good attitude. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, a good attitude and just with motivation uh, to be consistent. I'll just put that into a word. So I don't mean they don't have to say I want weight loss or I want to do this. I want because I just want them to be come with that attitude of like, right, I'm ready for this. Because sometimes they probably need to be seeing someone like you before they come to me, because they come to me with problems that they can't really get over, thinking that losing half a stone is going to help them with that problem. Yeah. So, I'd never do you know thought what I mean? Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but until you mentioned that, I'd never put, given that any thought at all. Well, I, and, I, and honestly, I, people think I'm a therapist, I, and, I, and I, I, I'm a good, you know, I listen and I talk and I'm good and I can motivate and I can pick people up. But if they once they leave me, they drop. But and you know, I, I've really helped one person recently. She's called Donna. She's lost eight stone with me, uh, and we've been working together for nearly two years now. So she's lost eight stone in two That's years. That's good. Now. That's brilliant. And she had these. She had the easy option of getting a band fitted and everything else like that, and everything. And she didn't take it. Well done, her. And, yeah, uh, she's on my stories a lot. She's on the page. Uh, is, she, is she the lady and, you do the uh, training online with? Like you see the yeah, Zoom? Yeah, so I did some... Uh, yeah. I did, well, I do some online, with, but I started off online. So with Donna, she lost in 14 months. Because I, I used to live in Abu Dhabi for a bit. Okay. Out there. Yeah, and I was out there on our first sort of pandemic, our first lockdown. I was in Dubai, Abu Dhabi, sorry. Uh and that's when I sort of like my online set taking off because Liam's like, oh, jump online. My mate's doing a free class. And I did all these free classes and everybody was jumping on. At one point, we're having 100 people a day just doing my classes from all over the world. Uh, Italy, Spain, Germany, they're all over the place. And we're, we're all talking as well after class. Well done. See you tomorrow. Bye. So it, get, it got people doing something. Yeah. And Donna, Donna linked in and logged on. And she said at first she was like watching. And then she started doing the classes. And then she sent me a message. Can I, can I talk to you? So I said, yeah. So we Zoom and I talked. And she went, what's up? She went, I've had, I've had personal trainers, I've had them all, I've had every, done every diet, done everything. And, and and then I just, you know, we, we had a great conversation. I went in deep and I just told her a few truths. And she went, oh, no one's ever said all that mm-hmm. to me. I went, well, why are they lying then? You know, not saying it to me nasty, but, you know, you, you're big, you're fat. You yeah, know, it's true though, isn't it? You're not, you're not the way. I'm not saying that to me nasty. She went, no, you're right. But no one's ever told me that. So why not? You know, uh, 
And then and then she starts telling me things. And she went, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I've never told anyone before. She starts telling me things and that. And then that's her breaking down. I'm breaking down. I'm right. And I was like, wow. And she went, she went, I think I'm on start training with you. I said, let's go. And you know what? She's not looked, she's never looked back since. And at one point she was losing up to a stone a month because she was big and she was, but she was working yeah. out. And it's all about, you know what? Losing weight is all about food. Uh, so I just want I just want them to be coming to me with the with that with an with that attitude of like I want to do this yeah where because I have people come pay me you know I want to get fit oh my god I'm not fit in 10 sessions I'm not doing this anymore like giving up wanting a quick fix wanting me to fix something that I, I can but it's going to take time uh, but doing it together, we can. So yeah, you know, it's that sort of that that headspace. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Give me anything. I'm I'm ready to do anything. No, it's, yeah, I get that. That completely attitude is is everything. Is, is... People, honestly, people come with the wrong. I'm not, not saying anything bad. They still got to the gym, but it's the wrong. It's the it, they've turned up for the wrong reasons. Yeah, no, I agree completely. You know. Up for the wrong reasons, they've turned up thinking I can help them get through something that it's not even really about losing weight or getting stronger, they're trying to do something else. Mm. So they've come to the wrong person, uh, and I think, and when they realize that, they stop and they'll go back to doing what they usually do. Yeah, uh, but if they go see someone first and then come to me when they go in a good place, in a good mindset, in a good place where they're ready for a challenge, that's what I think you've got to be ready for. Ready for a challenge because I will challenge whoever comes to me. And I'll take them to a place that they might not want to go to, but if they can get through that, then they, they will they will get there. And that is perfect for my last really random question, and I definitely I really appreciate your time there, is you can go anytime, any place, any when. What are you driving? What are you listening? And where are you? What are you driving? What are listening to? Because I, I know. Yeah, what are you listen to? Where are you? What are you driving? Um. Uh, oh, that's the right question, now, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I've done all right with that so far. Anytime, anywhere. So let me think. Do you know what? I'm with a car. I've always. I, do you know what? I'm, people might turn up with sports cars. I'm not really into cars and things, but what I'd love. It's just something like a, a nice Range Rover, okay, yeah. sport, or something like that. Right, something to cruise in, sit nice and comfortably and feel safe in. Uh, I should imagine I've got a family as well. So uh, where am I? I'd like to be somewhere like Italy and listening to something like Eurythmics, Sweet Dreams or something. Oh, like yeah, that. nice, nice. All right. That's perfect. Thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. So that was Stephen. And I really enjoyed that conversation. And we actually carried on talking afterwards. And we could have had another podcast. We really could. I will make sure I put links in the description for Caroline Kavanagh, Vinnie Shawman, Liam Harrison, Stephen, obviously, and Sammy, all the people we mentioned and discussed. Please take care and have a great day.